Hello, fellow worshipers, and welcome to our first time guests to an episode of the Worshippers Heart Podcast. As we proclaim in Psalms 118.24, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let our hearts be glad. Let us sing and be glad. Let us awaken our spirits and be glad. Let us shout to the Lord, sing out with joy, sing out our praises, sing out his goodness, sing out his grace. Let us drink deeply of the living waters that will flow out of our bellies as we worship him, as we open up our hearts and our minds for what it is that God wants to say and reveal to us about him. We want to thank God for his great and marvelous deeds that he does for us every day. Those seen and those unseen as he covers us from location to location, even in our houses, keeping us safe. We want to thank him with a gracious heart. We want to praise him for he is our Lord. We want to shout for he is kind. We want to glorify him. For everything that he has done. We want to thank him even when we are weary. We still want to lift up holy hands unto our father. And thank him. So as we go into the episode and the content of this podcast. I pray that it will bless you as it continues to bless me. And again, I welcome each and every one of you. I am excited that you're part of this journey with us. I'm excited that you're exploring the goodness and the gracious and the kindness and love of our Father, of Jesus Christ, and of the Holy Spirit, and that we're doing it together, that we're lifting each other up, that we're adoring God, recognizing that He is our refuge and our fortress. We want to thank Him. We want to be in covenant with Him. We want to know that he cares about everything that concerns us. And we want to thank him for dwelling among us and with us. So as we go into this episode, I pray that we set our hearts and our spirits and our minds on the goodness of God as we worship him in spirit and in truth. Let us go. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Each day we declare that the Lord has made it and our responsibility is to rejoice and be glad in it. And we want to praise God in the temple, praise him in the highest heaven, praise God for his mighty deeds and noble majesty. All that is alive, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We want to praise him as servants. Praise the name of the Lord. Bless the Lord's name now and always. Praise the Lord's name here and in every place from east and west. So let us praise the Lord with all our soul. Praise the Lord with every part of our being. Let us praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Let us praise 
the Lord, O my soul. Okay, fellow worshipers, let's go as we explore the significance and the value and the importance of praying for the people we lead in worship. So I want to open up with lyrics from a song that's entitled, Lord, I'm Available to You by Milton Bronson and the Thompson Community Singers. And the lyrics that I'm going to share say this, you gave me my hand to reach out to man. You showed him your love and your perfect plan. You gave me my ears. I can hear your voice so clear. I can hear the cries of sinners, but can I wipe away their tears? You gave me my voice to speak your word, to sing all your praises to those who never heard. But with my eyes, I see a need for more availability. I've seen the hearts that have been broken, so many people to be free. Lord, I'm available to you. My will I give to you. I'll do what you say to. Use me, Lord, to show someone the way and enable me to say my storage is empty and I am available to you. Now I'm giving back to you all the tools you gave to me. My hands, my ears, my voice, my eyes so you can use them as you please. I have emptied out my cup so that you may fill it up. Now I'm free and I just want to be more available to you. How powerful are those words when we think about praying for the people we lead, asking God to open up our eyes, open up our ears, use our hands. Let us hear what it is that you want us to say to your people. Let us see your people. Let us touch your people. Those are the things we need to think about as we're praying for the people that we lead. But I think the question that I really want to ask is, as leaders, are we praying for God's people? Or are we a part of the crowd that's doing the criticizing or that's ready to cast the stone or that's ready to bury people or that stand with the accusers? Are we a part of that crowd or are we ones that are sharing the goodness of God? Are we ones that are praying for them in people's weak moments? Are we actually encouraging them? Are we lifting them up before God? How are we leading God's people if we're not praying for them? Let's think about this. As we lead God's people, we have to make ourselves available to God and to the people we lead. God desires for us to be people who seek him, who pray, and who desire to please him. First Chronicles 16, 11 tells us, seek the Lord and his strength yearn for and seek his face and be in his presence continually. I'm going to say it again. Seek the Lord and his strength. Yearn for 
and seek his face and be in his presence continually. First Chronicles 16, 11. That means we're always before God. We're seeking him. We're desiring his strength. We're desiring him. We're yearning for him. We're turning to his face so that we're always in his presence. We shouldn't be what I call us as crisis Christians. Those are the people who just turn to God when we're in need of something or having a difficult situation or circumstances. We should be continually seeking and praying to God. That's helping us to maintain and enrich our relationship, which helps us to be able to pray for the people that we lead. People desire to know that you care for and about them. We want to give people our opinions, our thoughts, and our concerns, but we don't even consult or seek God's direction first. We just give them us. Sometimes we give them us and never give them God. We are to be people chosen to lead, chosen to be the example, chosen to set forth the right way. Is it hard? It's not always easy, but that's why we're seeking the Lord, yearning for him, turning to his face to be continually in his presence so that those things don't stress us out. So that we're not burdened by a lot of things that we don't have to be burdened by. So that we learn to pray not just for God's people, but for ourselves. So we have to do that. We have to pray for them, seek direction, guidance, and understanding. So as leaders, we are called to a servanthood. Servanthood. We are called to serve, to remain humble, to be meek, to be submissive in our actions and behaviors. I had a pastor who would share with us that people want to know that you care. Then they will care about how much you know. We have to give everything concerning God's people back to God in prayer. We have to give God his people back. They're not our people. We have to know that God has entrusted us to lead them according to his word and not according to our own standards. We have to know that God is concerned about people's personal and spiritual growth, that God wants us to be fruitful and make disciples that look like him, that God wants us to honor him in thanksgiving. How do we do that? We go back to the word. How do we enhance our personal and spiritual growth? We go back to the word. How do we seek the direction to be fruitful and make disciples that look like Christ? We go back to the word. How are we giving thanksgiving and honoring God? We go back to the word. So let's look at it. For personal growth and spiritual growth, I'm going to give you some scriptures that will help us. And we have to learn to pray the word of God back. His word will not return void. All the other stuff we do, all the fluff, all the church isms, all the stuff we hear and have heard for years, we have to give God his word back. So we have to learn to pray the word of God back. So let's go. Ephesians 3.16 May he grant you out of the riches of his glories to be strengthened and spiritually energized with power through his spirit in your inner self 
and dwelling your most innermost being and personality. How do we pray that back? We say, God, please grant us the riches of your glory that we may be strengthened, that we may be spiritually energized with power through the Holy Spirit to encourage our inner man, that we're indwelling our inner man, our inner being, and that our personality is looking and a reflection of you. Let's look at Colossians 1, 10 and 11. So that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, displaying admirable character, moral courage, and personal integrity. To fully please him in all things, bearing fruit in every good work and steadily growing in the knowledge of God with deeper faith clear insight and fervent prayer. We pray that you may be strengthened and invigorated with all power according to his glorious might to obtain every kind of endurance and patience with joy. How beautiful is that? That we pray God's word back to him. That he is fully pleased in all things. That we're bearing fruit in every good work. And steadily growing in the knowledge of God. That we have a deeper faith. A clearer insight. And a fervent love for him. That we're strengthened and invigorated with all power. According to his glorious might. To obtain every kind of endurance and patience with joy. We have to learn that it is God's word that we need to speak over ourselves and over his people. What's the one that we use all the time as we pertain to make disciples? My thing is, let's not make disciples who look like us. Imagine what the world would be like if everybody looked and acted the way that you do. Imagine the place that the world would be in if everyone looked and looked and acted the way that we do. Imagine some of us with our bad habits, bad ways, bad mouths, bad influence. And it was just full of all those things that we do. How we act. The way we speak to people, the way we ignore people when we don't acknowledge them. What if the world was full of you? So when we're making disciples, let's make them that look like Christ. You know the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Help the people to learn of me, believe in me and obey my words. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. Remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstances and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. So here it is. Go forth and make disciples of all nations. Help people to learn of me. Help people to learn of God. Believe in God and obey his word. We're baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe everything that he has commanded. Because he's with us. Always. Regardless of circumstances, situations, and occasions. Even to the end of the age. That's the disciples we want to see. That's the disciples we want to embrace.
That's the disciples we want to be fruitful and multiply. So lastly, Thanksgiving. As we come into this season and we're talking about Thanksgiving and we're moving into Christmas and all those great things. I believe Thanksgiving happens far beyond over November 25th. If we learn to be thankful Christians, we'll learn to appreciate everything that is around us. Even when it's not good, we will thank God for it because we know, and we just talked about it, that he is with us always, regardless of every circumstance, situation, and occasion. So Thanksgiving, Colossians three seventeen, whatever you do, no matter what it is, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in dependence on him, give thanks to the Lord, the father through him, <laughs> whatever you do, no matter what it is in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus and independence and depending is what it's saying on him, giving thanks to God, the father through him. That's no explanation needed. It's very clear. Colossians 3, 17. And then we have Colossians 1, 12. Give thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share the inheritance of the saints, God's people in the light. We learn to do these things and many others as we go about and we talk and we explore and we dive deeper into our worship with him. What a beautiful corporate worship gathering we would have when we come to assemble ourselves these things we do independently these things we do individually these things we do beyond sunday then when we come to corporate gathering what a gathering when everyone is seeking personal and spiritual growth when everyone is seeking to make disciples to help people learn of god to help people believe in him, to help people obey his words. When everyone is believing God and in, in, in thanksgiving in everything and depending on him. If we pray for the people we lead just in these three areas, oh my goodness, how our worship would shift. Oh my goodness, if we help people understand just how we need to pray for each other. What a beautiful worship corporate gathering we would have. How awesome it would be if we learn to pray more and pray knowing that everyone we pray for, God loves. How beautiful. So I want to encourage us, as we always do, to just speak life to someone else. Encourage someone else's heart. Turn them over to God, even in the situations that we don't understand. Because God cares. Just as he cares for you, he cares for others. Just as he extends grace to you, extend grace to others. So let us pray. Dear Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of the Father, the Lamb of God, have mercy on us. We worship you. We give thanks to you. We praise you for your glory. We thank you, God, and we honor you, for you are worthy 
to be praised. You alone are the Holy One. You alone are Lord. You alone are Most High. Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit. We thank you. We honor you. And we love you. And we thank you more, Lord, as we open our lips, that our mouths will declare your praise, that we will give expressions of thanksgiving. And in gratitude of God's grace, we give thanks with joy, with gladness, proclaiming you as our Holy Father. There is no one greater. No one loves us more. And God, we serve you. Always. And as God, we serve your people. We ask you, God, to give us what we need. Let the words be your words. Let us love with your love. Let us extend grace to others as you extend grace to us. And God, we honor you, never forgetting that we are here to have a servant's heart, that we are here to serve, to be meek, to be humble, to come before you, to honor you as our Lord. So God, we worship you, we adore you, for you are everything we need. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Oh, Lord, our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Lord, we thank you that you created us in love. We thank you, God, that you create and renew in love as we worship you. We thank you for Jesus Christ who redeemed this world in love. Reclaim our hearts as we worship you. We thank you, God, that you move this earth and this time and this world and us towards your appointed end. And God, we worship you for it. For now is the place, God, and this is the time. Here and now, we wait, God, and break into our experience. We change our minds. We change our attitudes. We change our ways. We change our lives. Help us to see life through your eyes and hear your word for our time. Help us to smell the fragrance of your beauty and your glory as we breathe in the freshness of your Holy Spirit. And help us to reach out and touch the faces of those around us. And God, to know that with your healing touch and your mercy that we discover you in unexpected ways. So now, God, we worship you with our whole selves. We thank you for being the author and the foundation of hope. We rely, God, in complete confidence and expectation of your promises. We know, God, that these trials and hindrances of this time cannot compare to the glory that shall be revealed to us. So, God, we keep our faces steadfast on you, for you are our light. We ask you, God, that you shine through us each and every day, that even when we come to the close of a busy work week, we know even in our struggles, we know even out of our own desires that there is meaning for our lives. And God, we desire to know you better as the center of our being. We thank you for being an unmovable rock. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you, God, for everything that you have done for us. And we ask you again, O oh Lord, to create in us a clean heart and renew in us. A right spirit 
towards you as well as toward others that we serve. And God, we give your name glory and honor for you are our Lord, our Savior, and our King. We thank you for Jesus, our Redeemer, and for the Holy Spirit, our Comforter. We honor you always in everything that we do. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Oh, and there's one more thing. I'd like to take this time to thank my sponsors, Abigail Adoye, Athena Shack, Dr. and Mrs. John and Martha Johnson, Jacqueline Harris, Chantel Hess-Taylor, and the Worshipper Heart team member, Tiana Davis. Thank you all so much for everything that you have done to invest into this ministry, into this podcast. We cannot do it without you. So if you are interested in being a valuable part of this podcast, support today. Look at us on Facebook at Worshippers Heart. Send us an email at worshippersheart67 at aol.com. And we can give you more information about how you can be a sponsor for this podcast and for this ministry. At the end of the day, all you need is a worshiper's heart. And I leave you with this benediction. May the love of the Father enfold us, the wisdom of the Son enlighten us, the fire of the Spirit kindle us, and may the blessings of the Lord God come down upon us and remain with us always. Amen. <laughs>